Welcome to Risks, Regrets, and Whatever, the podcast where we dive deep into the diverse lives of our extraordinary guests by asking them the same five thought-provoking questions. I'm your host, Mike Picanato, and in this podcast, we'll explore our guests' experiences from the bold risks taken to the profound regrets felt. Life is an unpredictable journey, and our guests hail from all walks of life, each with their own unique stories to tell. We believe that by sharing these intimate moments of vulnerability, we can gain valuable insights into the human condition, find common ground, and maybe even uncover the wisdom hidden within life's twists and turns. Join us as we embark on this fascinating journey together. We'll delve into the minds and hearts of artists, entrepreneurs, adventurers, spiritual leaders, and everyday people. Because in the end, it's the risks we take and the regrets we carry that shape the tapestry of our lives. So sit back, relax, and let's explore the triumphs, tribulations, and whatever moments that make us who we are. Welcome to Risks, Regrets, and Whatever. Welcome to episode two of Risks, Regrets, and Whatever. This is a legacy edition of our five question series from Unterweg's The On Route podcast, first recorded in August of 2021 and released on August 18th, 2021. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the interview with Benny today. I really enjoy doing it. He's a good friend of mine. So what's one of the most important risks you have taken? And why did you take it? Corporate suicide. Did you know what corporate suicide means? No. That means when you give up, you know, all that, what you're good in and where people respect you and you're in a good company and you get a lot of several requests of good jobs and you just trash them and say, I don't want to have anything to do anymore with uh, uh, with that. 2009, around that time, you know, I, around my 30s, I was serving or like working in the area of assistive technologies this is like you know um, technologies for people with disabilities who are yeah not able to to communicate uh, either than using a communicator or an eye tracking system or different devices so it's all in the in the field of rehabilitation here in germany it's sponsored over the health insurance and in America, also, it's a big, big topic. I, once, uh, I went once to the biggest conferences there, to Orlando, to where all these different companies from all of America came there to share the products, and we had a huge conference. Uh, it was lovely. It was my only time in America, by the way. You know, then in 2009, uh, I was working in a governmental-funded project. I was good in what I did. I was teaching a logopedic school. I had my own, you know, subject I invented with my colleague together. I was teaching in a Hochschule, like a university in Mannheim. I was bringing out several publications. I was like, yeah, I was the best in this consulting area in that field. One of the best. And so many international companies and national companies were really looking after me. And that was 2009. The unlucky part of it, it was in the transition time. So what I did is I, I you know, in Germany you can you have the agency of work 
and so you can apply for like a, a help to get a freelance uh, ship you know and i mm -hmm. applied for that and i got that money for one year i have to, had to make a business plan and all that so i started my own company called kunde consulting I wanted to do it together with a colleague, but uh, he had kids as well. So he waited longer. He started one year later. So I started alone. I got several requests from big companies in Germany to be an employee, get my own car, do all this. I said no. So I started my own uh, uh, business. And I got like big, big, big fishes of people. You know, I got like, you know, I was writing just a small concept for for a, a learning software for people with handicaps. I got 5,000 euros for that. I got this, this, this. And that was the first one, two month. Just to go back to my transition time, I was like, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. And that was like financially was catastrophic because, you know, my kids were small. Mm -hmm. We didn't have as much money we have now. What um, the agency pays you is like uh, agency of work pays you is like 60 percentage maybe okay so in the first two three months i it was cool but then I, money stopped and i was like not interested anymore in it in the time maybe you remember when i told you that i started to write more my own songs so what i did then in that time was um um starting to write my own music finding a producer uh we are still thankful for um, my good old friend Carsten Schneider who trusted in me and we recorded my first album. And that was all paid uh, uh, on the duties of the agency of work. But it was a high risk because mm. money-wise, look, I was not good in taxes. I was like just like getting in all the money, not saving money for, <laughs> not saving money for the taxes. For when I earned the 5,000 euros, I just spent the 5,000 euros, but don't put like 40 percentage aside. Okay. These things that uh, really bothered me later on when I got um, problems with the Bureau of Finances. <laughs> so look. They wanted their 40%. <laughs> yeah, they almost got other stuff from my house. Uh, and mm. so then I woke up. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, what I say is the most important risk I taken is like you know that was w coming alongside with my significant uh, transition. I found a way to really, you know, express my emotions and to put it out and uh, come to that slowly to that point where I'm now to say what I told you in the beginning uh, before we started the recording, like that one of my main focuses is uh, to listen to stories and to tell stories you know learn from the stories and tell stories you know and uh, that's what my music and the other thing is like to touch people with that what i have to say and to learn from each other always on the same level not that i'm the teacher you know but that we can learn from each other as teachers and students at the same time but still be on the same level and that happened that time i just like i freed myself and i got free not not even i freed myself i got freed you know i i, I became free from a lot of things inside of me and i did a high risk because 
asked my wife at that time, my goodness, you know, that was just happening. I, it's not like, don't imagine like if I went for every step to my wife and said for uh, a yes, I just did it, you know. I mean, maybe it might, might, might have been quite egoistic doing that. But I was like so much into this thing, I have to do that, you know. Mm. And I'm so proud, uh, so happy and thankful that she let me do it. I think not many people would have gone that way with me. I can tell you honestly, because that was like not knowing where it leads to. That's why I called corporate, su corporate suicide. I was in that company for such a long time. And my boss, when I left, he told me, look, you try yourself out, you will always find a way back to our company. So that was at least good, but, and I went, I'm still there, but getting back into it, I started at the bottom and mm. not where I was. It was like, who? But I don't regret at all because uh, that uh, led me to that where I'm, I am now. And um, I think these risks are important because if you just live your comfortable life, the only thing in your life is uh, to have your family, your house, your good car, your good income and getting more and more and more. If that is the only thing you long for in your life, inside of yourself, you're not there where you could be if you just would open up and ask yourself where are your passions what is that what you really you know you really would like to fight for and that's where you really would go to but this uh, is like getting out of your comfort zone and getting out of your comfort zone means also like starting to trust and uh, uh, even uh, and letting go it's both like starting to trust and letting go without knowing where it leads to mm. and that's like yeah and that's why, you know, this time uh, with the transition and this high risk, you know, that's, I feel like, but uh, it prepared me for something what I was not prepared before. What's one decision you wish you didn't make? I was thinking about that. A tough question, Mike. I can tell you generally, there are two, yeah, okay, I let me... Let me say, okay. Honestly, one decision in life what I would not like have to uh, to be made is um, hurting people in general. I mean, I mm -hmm. would not, you know, I could, I could, but I. That's what I feel like. I feel like there are a lot of people in my life where maybe not, might not have contact to, where several things are not cleared or like, you know, from me from the old times or, you know, where I have that, when I'm getting older, I feel like I have that urge to clear these things and it's not so easy anymore. Yeah. So hurting people, you know, that hurting people in several situations where you didn't know it better or we did, you did do stupid things. Uh, that's something I really, 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 really regret because uh that's still in my soul i feel like you know like I, I in a way now we come back to guilt but like it's not that i feel like it feels like it it hurts because you had people in your lives which you really loved and then they're not there anymore and 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 uh, yeah the other thing honestly i think my wife would agree but that's like some very concrete thing when from the perspective of being 42 i would have not getting into a relationship with my wife at the time of 19 mm. 
my wife would agree. And the best would have been <laughs> just meet in the age of 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, look, we were so brainwashed from our past. And uh, that's something we lost so many years in between by suffering from our past. And that's like something which I, yeah, that's not that I regret that I met her, not at all. I, that was cool, yeah? That was a cool time, but we couldn't enjoy it as much if we could have enjoyed it. Uh, but... Well, you know, that happened just, I can't, you know, we could not really influence it. We were teenagers, it just happened. It was not, you know, when you're a teenager and when you're in love in that uh, age, it's not like about some rational decision. <laughs> and the beauty of growing together, I mean, you have to yeah, say yeah. something about that too. Yeah, yeah, of course, I mean, of course, of course. But that's yeah. something, you know, that's life, you know, that's it's process. Uh, and, and, and you're right, you know, uh, still, you know, Getting into that process in the last uh, past 23 years, it's like, it's crazy and uh, and cool and uh, adorable at the same time, you know, but, uh, when I talk, but it's like, yeah, but it's like, to focus that, uh, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> it is a tough question because we all know that mistakes that we make have played such a huge role in who we are. And that we wouldn't be who we are now if there weren't decisions that we wish we hadn't made along the way. So sometimes it's hard to separate, to look at those decisions and to say, oh yeah, I regret that because they, they play such shaping roles in who we've become. Look, one thing, another thing I want to name now is like, when I was young, I had also a totally different understanding of, look, uh, of because of what I've been taught when I was young, of how people should live or not. There was only, look, apart from relationship, was only about there, there's only a man and a, a, a girl, and you should live together, the, uh, and the man, uh, a man and a woman, and uh, other relationship models are not there, and they're sin, you know. But I met, in, at that time, I have to tell you, I met people, I was singing in certain, uh, certain a cappella groups, even when it still was on the, when we were in that Christian environment, I met people who outed themselves as gays way later, and I heard them so much. I heard them so much with my comments, with everything, with a lot. Mm. And after that, they made a big round, not only because of me, but because of the system, big round out, uh, uh, around the church that they never would touch, go inside of a church anymore. Not because of the church itself. They were huge, you know, fans, and they liked the worship, they liked everything. Because of the people hurting them, hmm. and that changed also a lot. That I regret also. Yeah. Reg you know, that I regret also a lot because, really, that's that's something you know, like uh, uh, putting myself on that high level of big standards and double standards. I heard in that time a lot of people like this, which I regret, which I know I've been forgiven, and which I've been asked for forgiveness uh, as well. And also to that people, by the way, whom I could reach, and even years later sometimes, but uh, this is very important for me because... Not good for you. Yeah, and in a way it's like something, you know, like that is like uh, on their things in life, you can't really say, okay, that was a mistake, maybe you see it later, yeah? But there are things clearly where you can say later it was still a mistake. Mm. <laughs> you know, you can't go around it. <laughs> mm. mm -hmm. Not at all. Yeah, that tendency we have, it's, it's evilly apparent, though, isn't it? That tendency we have to 
to point out the shortcomings of other people and ignore the shortcomings of ourselves and to so vocally condemn people while yeah. while at the same time we should we should just be looking inwards a lot more than we often do yeah of course yeah. benny what role does faith play in your life yeah that's the amazing part when you see the whole story because that was never the thing i doubted you know the faith i i mean i had okay i have to tell you i had my discussions with god I had my fights with God. I really, really have, and still have them sometimes. A mm -hmm. lot of fights. Especially, but in that time, you know, where I was like complaining about a lot of things. But I know, like in myself, you know, I um, the faith to God, you know, like, uh, and the d deep thing, you know, inside, which you can't, which is very hard to explain sometimes. Some, you know, some foundation which is just there even if my ways were up and down and there and there and uh, you know it was always there and it was planted by whom by my parents mm. funny mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and yeah. i'm very thankful about that very because that kept me a lot of times it kept me alive it, it kept me and then i mean like how i said it kept me literally alive Faith kept me alive, you know, and still keeps me alive and still helps me in that times, you know. I feel like, you know, still have that downness. And I also feel like people don't like to talk so much about it, about your own uh, uh, mental health and all these things. But look, man, it's one of the most, 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 most important things in our lives to take care of that. And I know that faith... And God plays a big role in there to heal us again and again and again. And I know I suffer from that. You know, I suffer in a way. I was so many times close before burnout or in burnout and in depressions. And, you know, I tell you, mental health and all these things, you know, it's not like you pray to God and then it's totally gone. And it's always a suffer, you know, it's always a struggle in yourself. I know God can heal me from that. God can uh, help me to, uh, to, but I know always, you know, it's also like in that time, and I feel always in that time when these things happen, it's also like, you know, the, I know God is always there. He ne never, maybe I've been gone further from him but not you know because i'm so in myself in my own issues but he's he stays there and that's what i always felt in, in, in that whole time in that whole time it feels me it makes me feel stupid sometimes when i have destructive thoughts or when i don't feel good and uh, when i'm always when my, my inner self struggles you know but i have to tell you that is something what has always been there and so thankful for you know for some people it's hard when you are when you come from this very dogmatic background and where people mix up you know religion and dogmas and faith and it's for me something which been clearly clearly helped me to separate that things you know and faith is something you know i have that's the relationship I have faith is the relationship I have with that thing, that person I call God. And this is first first of all personal, but then as well something I can share. You know? 
Yeah. yeah. Benny, you're a, a a person who's who's very authentic. I really like that about you. I think you were commenting on that earlier when you were saying, yeah, when things happen to me, people see how it impacts me. But also that it it there it, you you honestly feel the pain. You you I, I don't see you as anybody who's an actor. You're not a you don't you're not playing a role. You're just things happen to you and and you interact with that very authentically. I really appreciate that about you. Yeah, yeah. And again, at the same time, Mike. Sometimes I really uh, could like say, okay, I'm like sometimes like, why are you so? honest and authentic in that moments because you know because i feel like you know i'm happy having a friend uh, and a dude like you but i know there are people who you know who have not learned to be like that and then have to be patient that's like how society is society is shallow and, and they don't you know it's not like about like being honest the whole time you know but honesty one thing i learned as well one of the biggest thing about honesty is being honest to yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly, that's like something you know. But 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 not only because I feel like that you that what we forgive so that we forget so many times. We try to be honest to other people, but what is in yourself? Are you true to yourself? You know, and mm -hmm. that is a big question. A big question. Are you true to yourself? What are your current projects, or what's next? For Benjamin Kunda. Yeah, well, I mean, my current project was like, a, a, you know, I, as we all suffered in the time of COVID-19 in a different way, um, this last year as an educator in the elementary school was quite kind of tough uh, a year. It was emotionally a very tough year. I met a few really cool people where we went to uh, also work with to a very crazy time, and I felt like I like kind of pushed away my my my. Um, yeah, I didn't have much time to to really live my passions out. So what I did like now that was just three weeks back. I went uh, with the family to the holidays for two weeks uh, to the North Sea. And I uh, gave myself the challenge to record in 10 uh, days, 10 songs, and write them in 10 days in 10 songs, and bring out videos. My wife edited them and shot them, uh, and uh, all with topics out of that time. And so I finished them, mm -hmm. which I was when I started. <laughs> I would not, none of the songs where I had a list of to uh, songs, different topics, and... Uh, None of the lyrics written and none of the music been ready. I put went there with my equipment and then day by day it was a challenge, but it was very cool and it it, it yeah. I was so happy I did it because it's like I felt like look, you have to, to use the time now. And by the way, we still had a great, wonderful uh, holiday as a family. <laughs> It's nice. happened always in the time when the boys slept because they're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so happy doing it when I see, you know, that's one of the ways, like I felt like that's one of the magic moments in a way when you do really these challenges and you go through it and you push yourself through it. When you listen to it, it's just that unique moment. And mm -hmm. I'm so happy. I was never ha so happy uh, listening to my own music 
doing like that rough acoustic way than now because I felt like that was the you know how you call it authentic that was the authentic Benny you want to see and that was the you know that was just roughly that what I am and I'm so happy I did it I enjoyed listening to several of those songs Benny what I what I loved about it was that you uh you intentionally did not produce it mm. and so it was just it was like a concert with Benny in the yeah. backyard yeah that was the intense. <laughs> yeah. Where where you were also just I mean, also performing the songs for the first time. Yeah. And I think if it, you would have stretched it out, uh, you probably would have would have noodled around with the lyrics a little more or added some more instrumentally and it would have lost some of that that authenticity. Yes, I, w- I mean, I, honestly, that's, uh, I mean, I come from uh, the background where I know how it is to produce songs and overproduce songs. And the intention was like just that moment, you know, the capture of a moment, like a screenshot, you know, or like, yeah. a, you know, like a, and honestly, uh, with the music, I, I totally agree. With the lyrics, they are like that and they will stay like that because that's like, I, I you know, that was the mostly, I work more, I'm a lyricist, so. Mm, mm-hmm. I, that's where I come from, and that's like something I'm totally like now. I, you know, when you, um, for me, the lyrics are first, and then I do the music. Yeah, with the music, of course, like you could do more, but that's like, there was also a good, good uh, challenge to just say no, just stay there, you know. For me, it was important. The quality is good, and everything else is like, just like how it is, you know, that moment captured like that, and you yeah. know, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like sometimes it happened, like I, I wrote the lyrics and the song within a half an hour and then just recorded and after one hour it was gone. Went a little bit through the lyrics, and uh, uh, but uh, that that I mostly take more time because just like if you have the mu- if you have the lyrics first, you... And then the music comes, you uh, and you have a certain rhythm. You maybe get some words out again, you know, like this. Uh, mm. But that's some automatic thing. But like content-wise, and like uh, I'm like totally, totally. If I listen to it now, I would not change anything. <laughs> so, and that's like something also like you have to. Uh, I learned like because that is that is the moment, and that's that's the one. You know, it's not pop music. It's it's like. Maybe what you would call folk or something, you know. In like, that direction, I would say, yeah. Yeah. And that's on your Instagram site? Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Music, everywhere. Okay. We can add links to those in the show yeah. notes and people can can look yes. that up. Yes. Any other projects on your horizon? Mm. I'm now finishing uh, music-wise. To uh, like, um, you know, the thing is like between my first album and this now, I did a lot of concerts and also a lot of songs I recorded. And so there are two EPs I want to record. I felt like I started them last week, was in a very rough way. Um, but I felt like now creativity is a little bit after that experience. I thought, like, okay, I let go now. I don't push myself too much. So these things are planned. But I have, I put my, the pressure away from me. Said like, look, like, don't force yourself because I have. I mean, anyway, my job is a lot. I have to do, and I'm not a full, uh, full paid musician. Uh, mm. I'm just like, you know, doing it the side. Also, family there is a big priority as well. So, 
but that's something I want to finish because I feel like it's very important to like you know to let go also of the things of the past and also the topics of your past you had they changed and it's good to memorize them and put them you know um, put them in the history books you know and record them and put them out just uh, on Spotify and co yeah. yeah that's one thing and then yeah uh, yeah another other things more of these podcasts and more of these topics Recording more music, that's also something I want to focus more now on, like, because that's why it was good to bring it out, not so much on my past, on, on the past songs, doing more of these things and getting music out. And that's what I feel. One thing I learned, look, I don't want to wait anymore on people who record anything or do anything for me. I just do it myself. I have the equipment. I do the things. I let the stories out and let the mm. people listen to it, you know, and... Uh, because like otherwise we wait till we are 60 70 80 and nothing has happened so it's good to take a step and do these things yeah yeah hey benny thanks again for your time i know it came at the end of a busy day for you all good but before we sign off is there anything else that you want to share anything that's come to mind at the end now that you think oh i wish i would have said that None. I, I would say I would say one thing. Maybe some yeah. Some most topic when I see like a guideline of my life is like the easiest way is not always the best way. Yeah. But the uh, 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 the hard way is also the most hurtful way. You know. So it's both. But it's like I would say that's the more you open up, the more you show from yourself, the more you you know you more let go uh yeah the more thing will also happen yeah that's what maybe something i would like to share yeah thanks it's good stuff this podcast was produced by envision berlin in our studios located in berlin germany if you'd like to send us a note feel free to send your email to podcast at envisionberlin.com thanks for listening